yeah, like why it's very important because then, like it's, yeah. it's because you ask them why and based on what they actually want, right? Then you can advise them. Okay, this is this is what I can do, or like like you should. It's, it's probably like this price because I have, I I also have asked some clients. So what do you want to do this? They just say like oh I just want visuals like visuals for what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like really really then then you know how to maybe um do the shoot and how to make it like really add, add value to whatever they are actually trying to create as well so it's very important welcome to let's get creative podcast and i'm your host yen chong from yen chong videos and today we are very honored to have michelle from needed love stories uh, but before i go into what we talk about i just want to wish michelle happy birthday uh, by this time feb 7 you should be able to listen and watch this podcast and I dedicate that day of the posting just for you so I hope you like it and uh, Michelle thank you again for uh, sharing your nuggets I'm so sorry that I didn't add the last part uh, that uh, anyone that wants to see uh, Michelle's work uh, there are two accounts one is Needle Love Story at Needle Love Story and of course her own personal account under Les Guys I will provide the link the at here so you can check out on her work she's really good at fashion photography weddings uh, and of course travel photography so if you guys are interested on her works please feel free and uh, have a look at her works and do contact her if you're interested in any fashion photography she's really good uh, and uh, today's topic is all about how to say no and uh, if you can in what situation you can accept lower rates uh, or work for free uh, we will talk more in depth on how we do so and how we gauge uh, when will be good that you can take low project works and why it will benefit you uh, we also talk about how we actually say no like how we go in depth face to face or email uh, we write to our clients how we say no and how we educate our clients when we say no and uh, she share more uh, nuggets on if you have uh, when you are taking a project it should be fitted into uh, ultimately what you want like the goal that you want if it doesn't serve the purpose you shouldn't take on uh, that project uh, that is her 2020 goal and I think it's uh, quite fit to my goals too I definitely will apply that so uh, without further ado Please welcome our guest, Michelle from Needed Love Stories. Hello everyone to uh, Let's Get Creative Podcast and my host, Yen Chong from Yen Chong Videos. Today, we are very fortunate to have Michelle from Needed Love Stories. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of nice that uh, more and more uh, people are appreciating this podcast. And uh, if you have any questions in future, please uh, feel free to let us know. Then I can ask my guests uh, on the questions that you are interested to find out. So, uh, Michelle, welcome. Hi, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Would you like to like uh, share uh, how Needle Love Story get started or how do you start this personal journey of yours? Then uh, kind of like move on from there, like you can introduce yourself. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Michelle from Needle Love Stories. So actually, I... I I started photography like three years ago, but for Knitted Love Story, I started only probably uh, about a year plus because 
I wasn't I, I started shooting more like fashion lifestyle kind of photos but I wasn't really like prepared to shoot couples couples because I I was afraid that I was like gonna be awkward <laughs> in front of couples but um, throughout my before I started like Meet Love Story I shoot for like some friends and stuff then I kind of find that it's actually not that bad it's just like you know you need to step out of your comfort zone to to kind of experience and, and and this experience really enjoys me so that's why I started Need to Love Story to shoot more like love stories for like couples and like so that they can use this memory as for a long long time so yeah Mm, okay So uh, I, I've seen your Instagram There mm. is this like Wedding, portrait and travel And you mentioned You do portrait and weddings Then how about travel? So how does that part Starts like Travel Because who doesn't like traveling? Tell me <laughs> Who doesn't? So it's you like traveling. Uh, you, you don't like traveling? No I love the, I love traveling <laughs> As in I, I like traveling So as in For me it's like a, Every year I try I try To do like Uh a big trip like maybe when after I graduate it would be my grad trip which I went for like 39 days <gasps> then the following after is a lot of small trips then like maybe uh, my trips usually last for like at least two weeks so last year was another big trip which is like I went for 45 days so wow. <laughs> I went around Europe as well like my grad trip um, three years back so Wow. Yeah, so I just really like traveling, like meeting new people. So whenever I went overseas, I'll be like, try to plan because I started out with fashion and lifestyle. So I always will plan like fashion lifestyle shoots overseas because it's something that I actually passionate about to shoot and to create. And yeah, so that's that's why I like to travel as well, meeting new people, creating memories, create new visuals for my own uh, portfolio and interests. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I actually learned a lot from Michelle just now. We have a private chat uh, regarding like style shoots and how she does what she does, like traveling. When she's traveling, she takes the opportunity to kind of like uh, brushen up her skills and really like go and explore new things in new places. I think it helps a lot in the creative side of things where when you're being thrown in a new place, you can really like uh, explore your skill set as a photographer, as a videographer. And that really value adds lah. Uh, there's a lot more that I can learn from or at least we can learn from her and um, for this year 2020 right you are also taking weddings right, I suppose yeah. uh, how does the how, how is your wedding site looks like how many weddings are you gonna like are you gonna take this year uh, that one is still uh, still like incoming so it's like I already have like weddings in um, February June July uh, there's one coming in August and December so it's like all coming I don't have like I, one thing I didn't do was like last year I didn't kind of like open up slots for like this year so it's like I'm kind, I kind of like trying to do it now so so hopefully like there'll be couples like kind of uh, and like kind of um, right into inquire for this year itself I actually have one like for next next year which is like 2021 maybe because wow. it's a, a friend that I shot for then like the uh, groom's no brother's girlfriend which is like yeah uh, approached me and they're like okay that's cool I mean like 
it'd be my honor to actually shoot for you guys because it's like I've met you guys and like you know it's it's quite comfortable like you know talking to you meeting you guys like yeah and yeah so I see okay okay so uh before I actually start the main topic or we start the main topic I usually have a quick fire round with my guests <laughs> okay as you know I have no idea. <laughs> but the questions has been changed Okay. So you have no idea what's it's gonna right. come in. <laughs> yeah, but you have to answer as quickly as you can. Okay, I try. Yeah. So are you ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's the best piece of advice you have received? Uh, uh okay, like it was just recently that I asked my friend whereby like um this creative friend that I actually was just chance upon speaking to. I thought just give me any advice, just any advice. And I really like what she said. Um she said like try to make decisions that is like important to you and not like like you know you can just you can make decisions on what is important to you and not any like if this decision is not important you don't make it because if it's not important then you're just like wasting your time or holding yourself back so it's something that i'm gonna drill for like 2020 if it's not important it's not that i'm not gonna do it but it's just it's gonna take on like a back seat for now so Nice. Okay. So, what's something that you failed at? Failed. Yeah. Failed at. Failed at maintaining friendships. Oh. <laughs> as yeah. in, because like for me, I'm a. As in, I. He asked me whether I'm introvert or extrovert, but I'm just saying I'm extrovert. But at the same time, I'm introvert. So, as in- extrovert as I am, I like making new friends and I like meeting people when I travel. So I meet a lot of people. So. When you meet a lot of people, there are people that you need to not, you need to maintain all this relationship which is really, 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 really hard. So uh so yeah, I, I'm just like not really good at maintaining maintaining like relationships with people like overseas or even locally. It's just like maybe some friends I only meet them once a year. Once a year I think it's really good enough. Like better <laughs> meeting than not, right? So yeah, okay. so yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. If your house was on fire, what are the two things that you're gonna get? My camera. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says. Because that's my lifeline, like my camera and what else? Like my camera. Yeah, just my camera. Just my camera. Yeah, okay. and all the like like maybe my pocket my Osmo pocket, like something that I can use to like record oh and maybe money la and my phone. Um. Phone is definitely uh a must, if not high contact friends, yeah. Oh, that's the, the, the true. Same, but oh, you don't hang out with your friends. No, I still hang out with your friends, <laughs> but just like maintaining maintaining a friendship is is different from just like all high bye kind of thing. So uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, important phone is another important thing. True, true, so. true. Yeah, the second guest that says phone and camera. Oh, but everybody like, says camera. Oh, really? Every yeah. single one of them. Oh, oh really? Everyone yeah. see camera, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because we're in, in the industry, so it's like camera is very important. No choice, and phone eh. is also important because you know, like social media, then like if anything like wrong, you want to contact like other people to help with whatever you need help with. That's all bread and butter. <laughs> so yeah. if you have one lens to shoot, what will it be and why? One lens to shoot, la. as in, and probably a 35 bar. Oh. As in, like people will use. People will use like 2470. I actually previously used 2470. I only have 2470, 50, and 85. But if I could have one lens, definitely 35. Because 35, you can shoot portraits, you can shoot landscape as well. It's not too wide, not too. 
uh, too tight. So yeah, thirty five. Uh, I always wanted to get a thirty five. Like I just want to get a thirty five, but, but like it, it's too too expensive. <laughs> I need to save up. <laughs> I only oh, but oh, you 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 like a thirty five, but you never you do own one. I don't own one. I rent. I rent ah. to try for like weddings because fifty is too tight. Eighty five is also too tight, and like twenty four is too wide. So thirty five is actually good to perfect have a match for to, you to get a second. So I wish you use two video uh two cameras for. Wedding, so a thirty-five and probably a eighty-five or fifty, and depending uh, on how tight the space is, I might use a twenty-four seventy. Okay, yeah. mm, that's, that's interesting. Okay, mm. uh, who will you play in the movie of your life? Who would I play in the movie of my life? Yeah. Who in my as in anyone in my life? Yeah, like uh, a movie character that can like that you can be in your own life. A movie character. Hmm. Uh, anime or anything Anything out of this world You can just That I want to play Or like looks that like That no, you want to play That I want to play uh. Uh, Of course like the Disney character Princess Live <laughs> 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 in like Marry a prince Like why not right Like then you I mean it's In, in real life It would be equal to like You become a Thai Thai <laughs> And, and <laughs> a, a, a Disney character Is like a guaranteed Happy ending um, I'm pretty sure it's a happy. Uh, I I guess so. Yeah, I should, I I'm still single, so it's like a bit um, like guys out hard. there. I have no, I have no, <laughs> I have no. Yeah, I said, I don't know lah, but <laughs> but a Disney princess would be nice. Happy ending and become a rich Thai Thai. <laughs> that's okay. That's, so, that's that's quite cool. Mm, yeah, I guess, but must be realistic, ah. <laughs> Why you break your own, <laughs> own beautiful It's okay, I mean, I must be realistic enough to live in this like day and age, so Fine, okay, so if you have one superpower, what would you be? Superpower, reach people's like, uh, mind Erase people's no, mind? Read, read people's oh, mind Oh, read people's mind Yeah, because then you know like, okay, maybe this person put horror, so like, Wow, but then you're very stressed eh. uh, so Sometimes I feel like read people's mind is a bit stressful, but you know what they're thinking and how to tackle like the next uh the next action you might take. I mean like it's uh, stressful like, like people may be like criticizing you but at least you know they're criticizing you, you know what they're saying. So uh it's either you change or just don't care. Lor. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're very stressed. No, I I I think you'll be stressed then the, the the person that you read will also be stressed because he he will be one he or she like, will be wondering like how the hell they don't know that means like if they don't know my but the action know. will be like how how do you know that I want that certain action to be done then don't make it so obvious <laughs> <laughs> but if let's this say, say if, if let's say like not this superpower I think I was just thinking I think definitely time travel Ooh. yeah it's like you can travel all the way in front or maybe back to see how like things can be or how things will be and then of course like maybe you cannot change time lah, but it's just no, but, your own but if you time travel back will you want to change history? Um, I feel like as in I would want to change but if I change history I wouldn't have met people who I've met mm. so so probably not it's just I want to travel forward and backwards. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Then you don't have to handle all the ethical stuff. La. <laughs> ethical stuff? Yeah, because travel back means there's a lot of responsibilities. If you change something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah any yeah, world okay. history stuff, then. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Imagine I change it, I change the world history. I know, right? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the best movie you ever watched? Best? Oh, my God, this is so hard. I, 
I, to be honest, I haven't watched a movie in the cinema for the longest time because I feel like it's not worth it. <laughs> I, I, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I watch on like Netflix or like I stream online. Sorry, sorry. But, but I think a movie that I've watched uh, as in favorite movie. Yeah, favorite movie. I said I like horror movies, so it's like probably Ooh. one of the horror movies. Shutter the, or like I think I like the the older horror movies like um Dollhouse. Um the older ones like Shutter, the Thailand one. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that one's really scary. Scared the yeah. shit out of me. People will be like As in I got once I went to watch this show Dollhouse. That was like probably ten years ago. But wow. uh but my, my friend would be like, you know, peep behind because the Dollhouse one they scare from like behind, so it's like my friend would be like, then I'll, I'll just be like, like shocked lah. But it was it was chilling to watch horror movie. But I don't think a lot of people like to watch. So like, why pay yourself to scare yourself, right? I mean, why pay to scare yourself? But it's the experience lah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the experience lah. But I haven't really watched. Horror- I don't like to watch alone. I only can watch with friends. <laughs> but can you watch at, uh with your friends at home lah? Uh, I don't. I don't watch. I can watch movies at home, but never horror movies. Yeah, it's just complicated lah. La. Then you hardly meet your friends also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we go back to life. the yeah. We're going back to the point. <laughs> it's very hard to meet your friends because yeah, our our lifestyle very hard to kind of meet people's nine to five. Mm, it's a yeah, sad truth. I, I try like two thousand twenty twenty goals is to meet up with more friends. That was my last year goal. So but still. You bring forward to this year. <laughs> yeah, okay. move forward to this year. So uh, if you weren't in this industry, what would you be doing? If I'm not in this industry, but because every time you meet new people, you experience new things, you always change your goals and stuff. So as for now, if I wasn't in this industry, I'd probably be in like more of the uh, creative industry. As in, I would vi- I would strive for like to be in the marketing or the advertising or creative industry. Something that can you can still practice your yeah something creative. that I can still practice. Okay, okay, okay. So you have you have passed the process of get all the answers already so now we come to the main topic of the day which is how to say no and slash uh, do you have to or should you work for free so uh, when it comes to this topic uh, when I was trying to like form up this whole structure um, start uh, I personally have done work that is like free to almost very low in price at the start I believe everybody that's listening when you just started this creative field, uh, there's some sort of like creative guilt because um, when you started, you always feel like it's not really working. It's more of like experimenting and like growing and that's something that you like to do. So it's, mm. you, you kind of feel bad. Or at least I feel bad when I charge a certain rate higher than yeah, what is normal. But then uh, there was one of my clients say that, oh, you charge really low in terms of like across the board, like how they previously mm-hmm. charge. And uh, when I get more and more feedback, it feels like uh, something is wrong la, because I'm not doing it right. So uh, maybe uh, Michelle, you want to kind of like share your thoughts about these two topics first. Then if there's anything I'll jump on, I'll just cut in. La. Okay. Mm, how so do you like the, your topic is should you it's like we, because there's two things you ask yeah, right? so, so you break it down so should you work how, how do you say no or should you work for free so uh, I feel like should you work for free it's uh, depending like on yourself maybe at the start you could be like oh, okay if it's something like like that interests you then you could consider like working for free because like it's something you enjoy doing 
like equal like if you want to um vis- it's it's kind of similar to like maybe if your friend has a dog like then you want to babysit like the dog or not it's like yeah sure I mean I love dogs like why not like I can like babysit them for the for free so so it really depends on like how important or how like how much it interests you then but if you are talking about work for free um I I wouldn't say work for free uh I would maybe initially like the first few like the months to come like when you just started maybe you can work for free to see like whether you really like it and really want to like be in this industry then maybe you can consider like working for free and then after that maybe you see like hey maybe I get some experience already then you'll be like should I continue working and if I should continue working should I still work for free so it's more of a like you you gain experience and like from then on then you you make the decisions that is like that matters to you lah. So if yeah. if someone like uh just one of your clients say that uh you can work at uh, a rate that is slightly cheaper, but then the exposure rate is like super high. I mean I believe you've heard yeah, clients say about uh, they are paying via I have like I have clients as in friends uh, clients and um what I hear say is like oh I uh you you, you can work with us, we give you like uh, a lot of experience A lot of exposure I mean like That's the thing that I hear a lot Exposure I mean like What kind of exposure Like You can give me So it really depends on like If you feel that This exposure Is really legit Like legit exposure And can add to your Portfolio or Resume Like Legitly Like this is a valid Like brand or company That like you know You can add to your portfolio Then you Go ahead doing it But if it's not If it's like Something that You when you look back and like yeah like this is not much that like like why would i like waste my like time to do this kind of thing so but maybe you'll be thinking like oh i at, when they offer me i don't really know but after you take one or two then after through your experience working for it then you feel like this is not the kind of thing for you so when the third time someone asks you again then don't do it uh, yeah. but so. if so uh that's a that's a that's a nice approach um, personally, I feel that uh, exposure is ninety percent of the time are uh, just like uh, empty promises, lah. At least from what I know, like they can promise you a bit of a time, like really, like really good things about it. Like uh, there'll be like a lot of people there that you can actually uh, benefit from. Sometimes they even promise you via like, oh, uh, it's a network event, so. You can actually like sell yourself there, no, no, that kind of thing. Instead of paying you the legit way, but then they kind of like pay you in that sense. Uh, nine out of ten times is very. Uh, it's more on the surface. I feel like they're just saying just to kind of like uh, trying to press down the 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 pricing without offend whoever like the freelancers lah. Mm-hmm. And because I feel that um, uh, you can work for free. Uh, if you have zero of Experience. that particular uh, portfolio, uh, right. But once you have one or two, yeah, I should. don't think you should even consider. Uh, you unless like this thing is like really legit. Like for example, for example, if let's say you have 
want to do but like fashion week for example then like people say you want to shoot backstage I was like oh confirm sure because it's something that I'm really interested in and I want to see and experience like have like being in the vibe and hype of like this whole thing and then I would say like I would I would I would, wouldn't mind working for free but if it's not something that you would um that it's like it's not something that you would really like do it or like interest you then I feel like you shouldn't work for free lah and then yeah so oh uh, unless okay unless the unless the client has a trade deal with you where you you can benefit from like if you are covering a hotel stay or something then uh in exchange of that you, you can have a free night stay or mm-hmm. maybe a flight to somewhere that I think if you really want to like travel or something then I feel that uh, you don't have to charge like wholeheartedly like the whole rate but you can get a bit of compensation via that lah. yeah you can but the thing is once you have like that portfolio when other people ask you you shouldn't really exactly still work for free as mm-hmm. in like you, you have a one or twice then you can because then your portfolio, your value of yourself will be you increase really what. So why devalue yourself by working for free? Mm. As in like yeah, if you, for example you you were saying about the hotel stay, if you stay for a hotel, then you create visuals, you create like videos for them, then you already up you already increasing your value of yourself, where this is how you add to your portfolio. Then why would you want to devalue yourself by like working for free? It doesn't make sense like you know. In yeah. logically, so <laughs> that's a very it's considered a very uh, touchy subject. Uh, like I mean, it it's is, very it is, grey. Then usually clients talk about pricing, they their eyes will perk up and like, become more sensitive to um all the yeah. different keywords that you use, la. But if you can turn back time, right? Would you still take it on free or very low cost projects? As, in, as of now, since I've been in this industry for like as in weddings, is about a year. Then like shooting wise, I after I graduate. Then I started shooting. I probably won't do it for free because, like, you already have experience. You would, you need a way to see how this, how this like um, is of value to you. Because the thing is, if you work for free, th- it, there's a lot of things that like people can like say about you. If you work for free, it means like people oh you this person is not skilled enough because sometimes like the prices you give to p- clients right, it kind of shows how skill or how you value your own self because if you're working for free clients will think that this person uh, is not skilled probably starting like why would the person work for free kind of thing they, they might try to ask you work for free it's either they know that you're skilled or they know that you're not skilled like maybe if it's a friend then they ask you to work for free I feel like this kind of friends are not friends at all because Ooh. real friends as in, sorry but <laughs> real friends who would actually like ask you to work for them right they would actually value your set of skills they would think that okay i mean like not totally for free like, i mean those who ask you to work totally for free are not your real friend. because friends are supposed to support each other like for example if i work for someone else i don't expect them as in i don't maybe if let's say i ask someone to work for me i don't expect them to work for free because it's not fair to them if you put yourself in someone else's shoe like it's not very nice law so yeah i i, I kind of agree i mean uh, free working for free is a little bit ridiculous la, at least from my contact I, I feel that working at low rates is still okay still because okay. you are you are still people are still consider it as the clients still have to pay for your for your equipment for your skill set we, we do not talk about transport we don't talk about 
the yeah. nitty gritty <laughs> stuff lah. Just hiring you to bring your equipment to that place, I think, costs a bit. Yeah, because yeah. you still need to like whatever you rent or maybe whatever equipment you have, you need to like um cover that cost as well. So yeah, it's still value. Yeah, if you don't cover that cost, how you gonna? <laughs> I yeah. Like, yeah, you still need to earn a living actually yeah I think the, the, the rest of the cost comes in like your skill how you do your stuff how fast you do your stuff your editing and of course uh, the human skills because mm-hmm. when clients pay you uh, usually they don't just pay like a cameraman or something they literally needs to they, they need to feel like they, are, they enjoy working with you then of course they are willing to pay for that value lah. Instead of getting some intern, then they don't know what they are doing. Then mm. that it's like all the extra effort they rather pay you to do the job like well enough, like good. Then they usually will stick with you rather than pay another person to like do for free or low yeah. cost. Because I feel like when clients pay right, they also pay for experience. So imagine if like we go back to the topic of like zero, like if you work for free, it means like they are not paying for experience. At all. Mm. Because you don't have experience, right? So if like now, if clients pay for you, that means they are paying for experience for you to cover your like equipment costs for your uh, post production. So everything, it's somewhat together is what they pay for, lah. Do do you do you agree that if you work for free, right? Should you take control hundred percent on the creative side? If I work for free, how do I? As in, there are situations whereby you work for free, you. You just being led by whoever is like organizing it. Really. Yeah. So mm. like, it really depends on like because if you work for free, they also have what they want. So it's like. Ah, it's yeah, very hard. But I, to be honest, I don't remember working for free free. As in like low budget, yes, but not for free. But maybe free was as in not for work, but for my own like passion projects or something that I was interested. I'll just like shoot like to practice my skills and stuff like that so it's more of a collaborative basis so it wasn't like for free free so on a collaborative basis we actually all benefit from it in Mm. terms of like uh like maybe the photographer practice the makeup artist practice then like uh the model also get pictures and stuff like that so yeah so it's more of a collaborative basis so we still benefit from it but not on a commercial like um level yeah I, so. I, I, I think a good way of saying working for free is more of like working for collaboration uh, it'll be much uh, beneficial approach rather than you work for a client for free or low cost because mm. okay personally if I if I have to work on low cost I would require the client to give me full control of the creative side mm. because I can treat it as a practice session because since it's free and I feel that the person or uh, the freelancer that is trying to work with the client at low cost should also uh, have a constant communication in the sense that you take control of the storyboard and everything and the clients understand the risk that they are taking. Yeah, they have to definitely. educate them like because you're working for free, so uh, there's a lot of risk involved. That's why you don't have to pay but you have to accept the style that I go for. La. So they are, they are not paying, but they have to take the risk. I think they need to understand this so that when they, are, when, when they got the final result, right, mm. they wouldn't get pissed or they wouldn't like redirect yeah. to you like, oh, why you're doing this? Yep. Yeah, I feel that there's some sort of protection that you need to set like a gantry so that in case shit goes like the worst case scenario, 
at least you write black and white that saying that yeah you agree upon this and this is the result lah because it's a free work lah. What what do you expect? Uh, that kind of thing. But of course, if you turn, try not to make it like turn sour and everything. But it's an uh, okay. Fr- frame it in a nice way so that they won't like get offended, lah. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, on this kind definitely have to say way way before like you start any project. It's like because the thing is like your experience will tell if let's say you work for a long time, your experience will tell you that okay, you need to tell this client what you need to tell. Or maybe you need to cast this person you definitely need to cast someone to suit your brand and not just pick any like uh Amarco Amarco <laughs> to, to, to shoot your, for like maybe a certain brand because the thing is let's say as a photographer you you have like a lot of creative like you can you can shoot uh whatever but the thing is if the model don't really like or the maybe the cannot okay, we're not talking about weddings we're talking about like as a model if let's mm. say the model cannot give what you want then no matter how hard the photographer try it will not be like the best of the best that you can actually produce so definitely like you need casting you need like uh, make sure that the location is right the light is right make sure like yeah so so you need to uh, like educate clients or like on what you can produce and like on what things that they have to take note or what they, they have to do before you start the project yeah yeah, true. Ed- educating and Client contract is very important. Is very important. I, I feel that the, the whole chunk, just the contract, will take like another podcast or another topic. <laughs> I think that I'll take note because a lot of people, when they go into this, they don't even have a proper way or like a black and white for mm, clients to, to understand. To. And I think if you have the time, which client usually don't have the time, it's best that you all sit down and really go through line by line and let let them ask you if there's anything that they're not sure. Because when things happen, then it's much easier to fall back on the contract and explain to them, like, this is what you are agreed on. Everything mm-hmm. goes wrong, like, just go back to the contract. Then uh, you will feel like there's some sort of protection. Uh. Yeah, protection yeah. for yourself. Because, like, what if things goes wrong? Then clients say, like, you need to do this. Then, then in no choice, then you have to, like, kind of offer them that service because it wasn't stated in clearly and stuff like that. So, it's really, it's for you to protect yourself and also to make sure there's a clear um, scope for you to work in. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, is there a way to know what kind of project a, a creative should take on discounted rates? I don't think, like, at uh, what kind of project that a creative could or should take at a discounted rate? Could, mm, could, could, could. I think could, could is a bo- better way to say But it. as a creative, you wouldn't want to discount yourself in terms of, like, uh, discounted rate. Unless, like, it's a project that you're really, like, interested in and, like, it really adds to your portfolio. Otherwise, like, you wouldn't, if it's just... A, a job itself and you feel that hey, this this job I can do and it's like you it can add to my portfolio so then you wouldn't really if the client never asked like why would you want to discount yourself on like in, in terms of devalue yourself at uh, such a low price uh, but if you ask me what kind of it's definitely something that I would be really interested in like maybe a camp like for cause for me besides shooting wedding I really like to shoot fashion uh, projects like campaigns and stuff if let's say a client uh, as I I would consider to actually give a discount rate because it adds my portfolio. Then like if let's say when I look back at it, okay, this is something that I can offer to future clients that like hey I can do this kind of things. So yeah, it's something. Isn't for now? It's more of like campaigns, more fashion campaigns. Yeah, I think I it 
client still requires visual la. so if you have really something to show it's much easier for future clients to digest by watching your portfolio so everything still both of us will like actually agree it feels like it's going back to portfolios if your portfolio you can value at based on that project then you should actually consider taking at cheaper rate I mean of course if you can take the original rate why not but if really no chance usually uh, to, to me the hardest to that I want to get I personally want to get is travels like if I get to travel then maybe yeah. I don't mind dropping my rates just to get that project but yeah and like you can travel at the same time and it's more of a like win-win situation you get to work and travel you know kind of yeah because not a lot of jobs allow you to fly <laughs> and press a record button so or press a shutter button so uh, yeah, yeah. Only in that situation, I feel that I can compromise my a bit of my pricing and my a bit of my moral, la. like just a bit, 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 just a to like say no or like a formally reject them. I mean, since okay, since it's too low for you to for us, uh-huh. is there a way that you write or you or you prefer to meet face to face to to say no? Uh, if it's a closer friend, then I'll I'll be like very straightforward. Like the price too low. Sorry, like uh, it's I don't really like I cannot really like take on this project lah. But if it's someone that I don't know, I'll probably say that uh, my my schedule is not uh I cannot. <laughs> I I don't have time for this now, so I'm I'm sorry. That kind of thing. As in, I mean it's it's a very it's it's easier to say that you have no time than sorry your price too low. <laughs> to oh, do this. Really? But sometimes like you I mean if it's a client and like you you guys can be like really you guys can like click and like talk and you just tell them sorry uh, the price is too low I still need to pay for this 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 uh, like maybe extra manpower, rent off gears. So this is how much I can like this is this amount is um what I can actually give, but your price is a bit too low. I cannot cover like the things I need to cover, so I'm sorry. Oh. And then sometimes I feel like it's it's easier to tell clients that you cannot take on because if if they are for clients themselves, they are just like looking for the cheapest way possible. So they are not like it's not like rent rent and It's like it just if if you cannot, then they just move on to someone else. So it's you. You just have to decide on what's best for yourself. And you feel that this price is um, the right value for you to actually give them. Then just give them a price. I mean, even if it's like losing like that job itself. Lah. Because mm. if you go lower, then I feel it's you're devaluing yourself as well. Unless, unless like we go back, it's something that you really, really want to do. Then, then you can... Yeah. I, I always feel that this kind of situation where we are being thrown to say no to clients, I feel that at that junction, right, is the best time to educate them. Like, I would really spend, like, my time to write that proper email to explain why uh, this price doesn't work. Uh, I think maybe it's just me. Lah. 
Because I, I, I don't want to just swipe them off and just say, oh, yeah, my schedule no. is not free. But cannot be every time they find me and say, every time I'm not free. Man. So I would just want to tell them like, yeah. why this price doesn't work. And if, mm. of course, I will congratulate them to when they, they found someone, someone else, that is yeah. cheaper. Yeah, that's good for them. Do what's best for yourself. Yeah, because yeah. The, the, got a few clients actually say, oh, they managed to find someone cheaper. Then I say, okay, that's good because uh, you managed to find someone that is within your price range and you can can hit your own yeah. standards. I'm yeah, like, oh, it's right. okay, it's good. Congratulations. But then why, I'll explain to them why I uh, this this amount doesn't work. Because I'll explain like all the things, that all the costs that are involved. And sometimes I feel like, okay, this part I never write, but sometimes I feel like, like if, uh, for example, a wedding, then uh, they need to cover something, which is like one of the most important things of their life, right? <laughs> yeah. If you value it at like, What's the lowest price that you're usually <laughs> being asked? I assume three, four hundred dollars. For As- a wedding video. Okay, you know, no, no, a no, photo video. or video. No, 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 uh, I mean for video. Uh if it's okay, let's make it three hundred. Okay. Be it for photo or video, maybe one or two hours. Lowest will be also about like three, three, four hundred, like if let's say for a pre pre wedding. But then ah, I, 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 I think pre pre wedding's still okay yeah. because the, the like, timing is much lesser, yeah. everything. But, but I'm talking about actually, like wedding. Actually No, you'll be surprised. Six hundred. I, I, I've asked before 600 No, I, like, I mean, okay Then you must reverse and ask them I mean, if I, I haven't asked before But I feel like Next time is a nice way to ask la. Like, do they actually value their Most important day Or for clients oh, is, Do they like actually fun, value like, their like project? Ask them if they value Yeah, because it's not like Some couples will cost, say like It's okay, I just want the yeah, document I mean, then, oh, I mean that, then that's fine yeah. You can find someone else That like They can just document your thing Because the thing is You yes. want to find clients That value your work Then you know you shoot for them You actually have the Like satisfaction of like Shooting like Creating really good works for them And they appreciate it as well I mean these are the clients You really want to find So yeah Be it weddings or like uh, Fashion stuff as well Yeah because uh, To a company If they that's why I usually don't. I I'll go logical lah because if they don't value what they are trying to sell or whatever, right? Then, uh, if your product is like ten thousand, twenty thousand, but you only want to spend three hundred, four hundred dollars on your marketing or whatever, mm. it doesn't make sense because it doesn't correlate. Like, how are you gonna spend this amount that expect people to buy your twenty thousand, thirty thousand worth of stuff? Or like, uh, if you want to find clients for like repeated customers using that video to kind of like promote mm. it doesn't make sense to have to park that amount just to kind of do it and a lot of the companies they are, one of the problems is they don't have purpose of doing what they are, they want to do like they come in they say oh we want to do this yeah. for social media then the, the, the next question I ask is like why yeah like why it's very important because then, like it's, yeah. it's because you ask them why and based on what they actually want, right? Then you can advise them, okay, this is this is what I can do or like like you should it's, it's probably like this price. Because I have I, I also have asked some clients, so what do you want to do with this? They just say like, oh I just want visuals like visuals for what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like really, really then then you know how to maybe um do the shoot and how to make it like really add add value to whatever they are actually trying to create as well. So it's very important. Yeah, because I when when I ask them why, then the the the, the purpose they don't even know like they not not even sure what's the purpose. Then it's very hard to for us to advise what's the best strategy for them. Because if you don't know the purpose, then no point you gonna throw in X amount of money 
for that project because uh, it's going to be wasting your money. You you will be like no value lor, because you don't know what to do with it. Even if I do it, you don't even know like how well this post or how you're going to post it. Or, you know, is that, there must be a strategy to how you can use the product that we shoot for them for their products ma, or their service. So I feel that purpose should come first. Then of course the other whys will be like why not others? Why us? Oh yeah. You know like I mean out of so many people that can shoot videos can shoot photos why us? There's a reason why they come back to us and like this right? Yeah. It must be some sort of like a signature or like a style that you're looking for that we or can fit. With you yeah. I want them to kind of like know that you got us because you, you want us and yeah not you like, want us you're not like oh just I think the price right whatever then you just kind of find us yes so uh, I don't want them to take it as like oh we are just a camera person just press the record button but I want to know <laughs> that we we value our work that's why we are charged at that rate and it's more of like you are paying for who we are lah yeah but that part really very hard to but, but talking to you also makes me like okay this is something as in I, I know that I want clients to um value my work then they come and find me and not the other like the other way around because I need like their their yeah. wedding or whatever. Yeah. Then it's something that to really know like, to ask clients. So as in, I I think next time I'll ask like so why do you want to come? Maybe they'll be very sure oh because the pricing or maybe because I I I will hope for answer whereby oh because I like your style. I'm comfortable with you. That's why I want to engage you. Yes. And that will be like oh you'll be like oh like I then you really want to like you know go out as in not say the other couple I would go <laughs> and we really like I mean like some a lot of couples that I shoot for I really like love them like oh my god give me a hug please as in Aww. like I, I really like shooting for couples because like and that that appreciate works and everything because they are like the the ones that like you know when you look back on and you be like oh this person is like when it, sometimes we shoot for clients you don't want to just be like a high but you want to show your clients and like you know you maintain like a long time relationship yes. with that be it weddings or clients because they could be like your another sort of like uh like outreach because like if they like your work and they reach for you when they post the photos or they use the photos or they maybe someone asks they'll say like this person like knitted love story or like maybe Michelle like she really like her attacker her she knows her shit yeah she knows her shit her work is good like everything is good so I recommend her to you yeah these are the kind of, but you hear it like, yeah. Yeah, like you get so the satisfaction much, yeah. so right? much worth it yeah, it's, it's why you do this it's, it's not like I feel like if you you are not like striving for that then I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you're doing this for me. Yeah, because this is very crucial that uh, if these two wise these these questions ask out right, and if they can answer you with a bit of confidence, then I feel that these are the right ones. Like you kind of know that okay, that means we fit lah. Both of us like it's a match. Because if they don't know, then it feels like they are just wondering, or maybe they are just searching for pricing. Ah, uh, those are the clients that they they are still they are very price sensitive. So it's very hard to uh, let them understand why we price what we price. So yeah, that's a whole new, that's a whole nother topic. But <laughs> I, I feel that uh, in order to kind of say no, I think it's a good way to redirect them back to explain before you kind of reject them. La. These two parts, they should understand before you kind of like say no. Then at least uh, on, on the day that you reject them, you kind of, 
at least you know that another client understands rather than they keep fishing out for stuff and they will know, never understand why it's like that. Then we, I know it's very tiring to just keep saying no to a certain type of client or certain like couple, but then I feel that the more people know why like that, then at least in future will be lesser people asking because every mm. client, every couple will be educated. I think another reason why you say no is also because of like the brand image or like how, what kind what kind of image you want to um, like represent your brand. Mm. Because like for example, because I, I was uh, traveling to Hong Kong, then I, I have friends who are friends with this Hong Kong photographer. Then uh, I met her for dinner and then I, I really like meeting new people. So <laughs> when I travel, I, I, I meet up with new friends. Uh, I asked her, so like how do you actually price yourself? How do you brand yourself? So this uh, advice she gave me is actually um, choose um, your work whereby the work that the kind that you want to represent yourself because if let's say as in if you choose couples who are who are present as in I'm not saying like as in you choose if you choose a certain kind of like couples or choose a certain kind of client to represent yourself would you use these photos to promote or will you use this photo on your Instagram on your website if you know then as in unless you are really desperate for money then like you work for them but if you're not then why would you like want to waste your time earning this money whereby it doesn't provide you with the experience or like the exposure that you probably need yeah okay yeah. I in, think yeah true. that's one thing she told me now I was just like hmm I mean like that is something that I will take note of yeah, sidetrack side a bit I mean since we are still recording I, yeah. I, I feel that yeah true uh, unless you are just started then you might not have enough uh, power I feel that mm-hmm, to, yeah. to like empower yourself to make that decision nah uh, cause you still have to eat, ma. Yeah, yeah. Still has to be realistic. Yeah, but I I agree lah. Once you have certain like portfolio level already, I think it's time to kick that bad habit of like, uh, taking every single, uh, taking every single job that, that comes you away. yeah you okay. Uh, main thing I want to tell people to say that if you get any leads or any inquiries, right, you are not obligated to say yes. Mm. you still have the power to say no. And a lot of people just think that, oh, uh, if this person, you 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 cannot get the lead, right? then in future, you won't get hit. But then, uh, some, some clients are quite smart. They go out and get a lower code, then they still come back to me and say that. Then they ask them why you come back to me. Then they'll explain, oh, they are really the work, not, not as detailed. So that's why they come back. And some, because of that, right, they are even more committed now to get me than to for other people because the relationship got stronger because I let go of it first. Then they kind of like, oh yeah, actually there's some sort of quality that's missing that from other people that are mm. cheaper source lah. Cause uh, I I I believe both of us been outbeated by a lot of lower code, so it's part and parcel lah. Like, so it's 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 okay to let go. It's okay to mm. say no. It gives you a some sort of a little bit of empowerment lah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, to kind of reject, but you need to believe in what you create. So that's why yeah. you be like really you stand firm in like the price that you actually give. Yeah, because when you when you uh in fact what we price now right uh, uh most of the veteran will actually say yes. we are undercharging. <laughs> <laughs> we are still undercharging. <laughs> At least for me, I still feel like I'm still undercharging. It's- Okay, I guess. And if everybody keep fighting for price war, right? Keep saying yes, 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 right? Then every all the the whole 
quotation or the whole like pricing will just drop. Like see who hit uh who will hit like zero first, which is very dangerous lah. So in terms of the whole community, it's quite it's quite toxic for people that keep taking free or low cost job. So that's why we we need to get educated to say how to say no. But at the same time, we should educate them why we say no, so that at least clients are aware that uh they are they need to take some risk lah if they're gonna take a cheaper job or like a low cost job. So. What's the? This is another question. Like, try. Okay. Well, what's the biggest myth in the current industry? Biggest myth. Yeah. Like for example, what's your biggest like myth? Hmm. Like certain perception, lah. Like. Uh, myth, mm. uh, Like, so I'm not sure if a lot of clients are like educated about it. Like myth, like oh, photography is just like you know very easy. It's just like you know you snap, but then it goes a long way. As in, like for example, let's say I were talking about commercial, you do the pre planning, then the shoot itself, then like getting on the logistic and everything. Then after that, post production. So like all this takes time and so like for example, if wedding is you you need a client to discuss like what they want, um um plan maybe the logistics on uh, of the day itself. I mean that's not hard, but I mean like then you shooting for them. Shooting for them is like oh maybe two hours or like maybe ten hours, but it goes a long way whereby you need to. Like edit pictures, like for example, when I shoot a wedding, sometimes it ranges from like actually two to four K pictures, two to four K. Then imagine how long you have to go through to that two to four K photos. Like probably I take the whole day or maybe one and a half days to look through pictures. If I just sit down there, just sit down on the table to actually look through all the photos. Then after look through photos, then you have to edit them. Then like. And after you edit them, that's for me lah. Then you have to look through the colors. If the color is right, because sometimes, like if you look too long at the screen, your eyes can play tricks on you. Mm-hmm. Then when you look right back, you I usually I edit one time. Then after I'll look back at it another time. But sometimes when you edit, you cannot edit like, cause usually two to four K out size down to maybe nine hundred, seven hundred. Then after that. I I edit them one day, but the thing is, I probably won't edit like seven to nine hundred photos in one day because that's too much photos. Then to edit in one day, your eyes would be like so tired. So I would take like maybe three to five days, like in total in in the summation, to edit like this seven to nine hundred photos or maybe even longer because after I edit one time, I will look. Back at it again and edit the second time because sometimes when I mean, first time edit when you look back at it like they'll be slightly too a bit too pinkish but depending on your the style that you actually edit probably is easier I'm not sure how other photographers edit but for me it's I will have a first look second look or maybe even a third look to make sure like these are the colors that I want to um re- represent my image and represent my represent my brand itself so oh. yeah it takes like. A long time to edit, but some people, as in some maybe some couples, they don't really know how much effort like a photographer or maybe a videographer put behind their work. So to them, maybe like this price, eh, a bit too high or or and stuff like that. So we have to like educate them in terms of like, um, it's just not like a two hours job or maybe a ten hours job. It's much more than that. So uh, yeah, that's the myth that people think. I think I think it's a misconception yeah. because. Uh, if you notice, like some of the uh, other studios or like wedding-related companies, mm. they tend to put their pricing with the number of hours. If you notice, like, like half a day, 
But that's only hours. for the shoot though. No, but usually they price as in they already include the editing everything. As in like, like they, they, the, they say like oh take how long to edit, edit. No 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 like usually because couples don't really care what is the post processing hours right. So what they care about is the on the actual day yeah, the yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they put like eight hours and hours. So they are if you keep flashing these kind of numbers, then they'll they'll correlate. Oh okay, ten hours means this price. Then they'll divide by ten, so one hour is like no. But then they will, they will actually you will have to educate them whereby okay, this is uh, ten hours. Then, uh, post production will take like maybe two months. So they just yeah. have to tell them nah, like, provided because, that we have the opportunity to do that because we will just flash on the website. That's that's the first correlation that they have, uh, which is kind of negative lah. So, uh, I previously talked to Ryan from Nothing Visuals. He didn't even put the pricing on the website. So it's more of like contact basis. Oh, it's like maybe you put this uh, like maybe what I offer, like this is yeah, a then if you okay, want you can inquire for more details. Yes, uh, and then if you create such a platform, which I think that he, he does very well, it gives a chance for us to educate the couple, mm-hmm. educate the client on the, the pricing and how does it really work. And I feel that that was one of the golden nuggets that he gave. Oh, yeah, okay. it was quite good. Yeah. Like, uh, Initially, because last time I put my pricing, now I don't put. <laughs> Initially, I put. Then after I talked to him, I was like, "Oh yeah, it makes sense. Like, if you put that, then you just encourage more people thinking that way. Like, X number True. of hours means how much. Then it felt like it's an hourly based job rather than a whole process, like a whole project job. Yeah. yeah if only everyone do don't do that, then it's like they would actually um would have couples problem. and like think that way. But let there. There are people out there we cannot stop what? so you really can educate those who actually are, um, who are who are doing it as well or maybe couples who actually uh, don't see it that way so yeah okay so what is the biggest mistake that you have made in your business that you felt that biggest mistake uh? mm. <laughs> I don't know I never, I, I, I never really reflect on my <laughs> biggest mistake let me think uh, biggest mistake uh, then what's your biggest mistake? What's my biggest? <laughs> uh, I felt that I could have uh, focused on branding even earlier than I have taken on. Like, yeah, because I feel that branding and networking is a lot more important. I mean, while you're brushing up your technical skills and everything, I feel that I should spend a little bit more on branding because not everybody's on social media. And if you don't uh, put yourself out there, it's very hard for your clients to actually acknowledge that you exist. Mm. Mm. That, that is one of my takeaways. Okay. As in, like, I wouldn't say it's the biggest mistake, but it's just like something that I feel like I could have improved on. Like, it's, uh, I think two things is mainly maintaining, like, uh, as in, a relationship with a friend tell them that I'm doing this because only recently that I kind of like broke out saying that oh I'm doing this so then I met like my <laughs> my I was shooting this wedding then I met my friend's no my the groom's cousin boyfriend who is my friend they was like hey you're doing this you're doing weddings I was like yeah I do weddings like so it's like they don't really know I do weddings so like probably I'll say something that I could improve on is to uh, heavily like um, promote myself in in a, actually I'm doing weddings as well mm. and like maybe um, improve like in terms of like my uh, marketing strategies for like maybe little love stories to so that it can reach out to more clients and stuff like that so it's something that I improve for. I would say it's the biggest mistake I don't really I feel like any things that we do is more of like to self-reflect than 
in how we can improve on. So I don't think it's the biggest mistake. I don't really have. I think that's good. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, good I feel like thing. I mean like it's it's biggest mistake. I don't really think of, not that I can think of now, but yeah, it's more of like things that you can improve and like reflect on and. Get do better, better from that. yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. That's that's fair enough. And uh, if you have one tip that you can offer for creative indru- uh, individuals out there, what would it be? One tip to give creative individuals. I yeah. need all the tips and give people tips. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, um, make sure you know. Uh, I think your own value, like in terms of like how you value yourself. Don't never, never, never devalue yourself. Like when it comes to your work and stuff, just be proud of what you're doing. As in, be proud of what you're creating, basically. Because the thing is, you could be creating this, but then like if you're not proud of it, then like, then why are you doing this? Oh, yeah. so, such a deep I mean, question. But it's true. I it's mean, true. like yeah, I really need to value your own self. Then, then of course, like learn from other people. Like don't copy other people, but learn from other people. See what kind of things they image. Like maybe sometimes for me, it's I will look at how other people do their work and what kind of feelings they're actually creating because for me I'm a very emotional or maybe emotions based person so I like my image to um, to be led by an emotion and stuff like that when you look at it so I will see how other people are doing it and like I should improve on that so like hopefully you can do do the same as well to, to find inspiration out there and like from there you work on your own craft Mm. Wow, very, very good. Very <laughs> really? good. I mean, always like that. I said, I don't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> you can actually rewatch that, then you re-watch. listen to yourself. Then you're like, oh yeah, I actually yeah. shared this. Maybe, maybe like a year later, like, oh, wow. I don't even know I said so much wisdom. <laughs> mm. So, okay, so yeah. uh, thank you again, Michelle. Uh, I think we come to the end of the podcast and really appreciate that you come all the way here to our lovely place <laughs> and share your nuggets to every single one that's listening to this. And uh, for anyone listening out there, uh, if you have any questions or anything uh, for my future guests, please do feel free and DM me and like share. Really appreciate uh, for people that keep listening to this podcast. And uh, this should be out in February. You should be able to listen to that soon. Okay. And my birthday is February. Oh, yeah. when, when, when is it? 7th Feb. Okay, everybody, please. <laughs> oh, then, then, you know what? Then I think I'll just post on 7th Feb. I'll post on 7th Feb. Feb. Make sure that everybody have their birthday wishes. So, happy birthday <laughs> in advance. Okay, so uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.